We are about to celebrate our 100th episode, and we want you there. Media Litter Sandwich, we are recording our 100th episode on July 21st, 2018 at Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan. The event starts around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's free. So come down, hang out. If you need more details, check out the website at medialittersandwich.com. And if you want to help out, email us at podcast at medialittersandwich.com. Today on Media Leather Sandwich, Charles de Mousson will be pontificating about his projects. Yes, is this worth your time? You be the judge. Welcome to Media Leather Sandwich. We are still in Down River Comic Con in Lincoln Park, Michigan at the Lincoln Park High School. Because it's bloody awesome and brilliantly uh, great. Our friend uh, Chris... The genius councilman is actually not a jerk politician, but a good politician because he puts on this great show for us. Yeah, that would be today's guest. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, my name's not Chris. I'm Charles Dimasant of SilverPhoenixEntertainment.net. And you're also one of the uh, featured guests. I am? I, you're in the book. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, well, what a scam. I just tell everybody, oh, yeah, here, here, a file of Barnhart. Oh, we definitely want him, but it's a two-for-one deal. Then it's like... <laughs> and then I say, look, you don't have to pay for me. Well, driving the same car, uh, driving this and do that, do this, do that, do that, do that. So it's two-for-one. And then they check out uh, online uh, Philo, and then like, oh, my God, we got to get Philo here. Two for one. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't have to pay anything for you? Um, no. And then by the end of the show, they're like, oh my God, you got such a personality. You got to come back, Charles. And then poor Philo. <laughs> as he's drawing away. <laughs> okay, so I'm Toden from Toden.com. You can find Medialer Sandwich at MediaLairSandwich.com. I just thought of four jokes, and the fifth one is inappropriate on that one. <laughs> Mm. Kiss it off, man. Kiss it off. Oh, boss, speaking of kiss it off, look at that cod piece over there. Now, I'll bet you that's a hard truth to swallow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so real quick, with me is Would that be considered the second coming? Raw, 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 raw. Crazy Mark was not the crazy one today, bro. <laughs> Crazymark.com. Oh, crazy? <laughs> Boy, it's, he's on himself, right? <laughs> on the mark. And uh, let's go and get a, get a shot of our sponsor today. Yes. Um, Crusader Cross. Starting from the cod piece on up. Yeah. <laughs> Crusader Cross. You see how big it is? It's truth. He's like what the man. The this whole episode is about to be uh, his director's cut. <laughs> and, and what he likes to do is say word, but he points out the sword, so I don't know what the connotation in that is. Yeah, he doesn't you know. say truth be told. He no. just points at the cod piece and like... What? Very gritty, very unlike this very crazy uh, episode, apparently. Please right. don't do not join the military because <laughs> they can't handle the truth. <laughs> and that brings us to we are played on DD Radio. That's oh, the VD? 
Veteran Radio. Ow. Wow. Um, every Ooh. Tuesday at 7 p.m. Wow. Eastern. Wow. <laughs> VD Radio. I, I oh, keep VD. the truth away from Not the VD. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it to get yeah, anywhere close to that. Hurts. Go there. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's a real Why shot. is it green? Hey, uh, I thought it was red. Have you ever thought about people with dyslexia when you chose? He's gonna pull out uh, his hammer MPD? soon. Um, oh my god! But, v- very disciplined. <laughs> is that what it is? Very disciplined radio where we obey all the rules. Yeah. All right, Crusader Cross. Do you have any words you like to say in the twenty seconds that you have to say? <laughs> Tell us, Crusader. Shut really up. Fast, uh, you know, um, a lot of comic book artists and writers, we have a lot of questions about, like, how to get into movies and stuff like that. My um, story is a post-apocalyptic story and everything. Like, how do, what's the best way about converting, like, a comic book series into, like, a movie? Is it during the, um, is it during the um, thousand-year reign? Um, no, um, it's, it's actually, like, a post-apocalyptic story. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like bibling it. Like, like, is it like after the thousand year reign? Is it during the thousand year um, reign? No, no. Uh, it's, it's a little bit before that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing, you know. John Carpenter's thing, yeah, or a Fantastic Four? It. No, no, really. Now, did you draw the art in this? Yeah, I did all You're the art. You're the artist? In the writing. Dude, it's looking professional, Hold on, man. Let me take a look Thumbs at up. This. Oh, okay, thank I might you. Have him do some Appreciate horror. it. Yeah, I, I think it's right on, you know, with graphic novels and stuff. Oh my what God. do you think, man? Ooh. Hey, I, I'm impressed. This guy's cool and groovy. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. No, wait, where'd you get the idea for the whole character look? Oh, you know? well, I got the idea from the Bible. Uh, um, the armor of oh. God and everything uh, that describes in the book of Ephesians, actually. Chapter 6 describes like a helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness and everything. All right. I want to incorporate that, like, in the story of... Uh, as a powerful force and a supernatural tool to fight evil. Right on, right on. Because with that silver, you know, the, the headpiece and everything right there, He's at from, some point from a distance, you remind me of IDAC from Lost in Space. Like, uh, you, you're going to crush, <laughs> kill, and destroy evil. You know, crush, that kind of kill, thing. destroy. Warning. Crush, kill, destroy. <laughs> Wait, is this 20 seconds of fame up now? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you guys are mean. Okay, um, where can we find the comic at? Uh, uh, you can find it at www.reborncomics.com. You can also find it at Nine Planets. Um, and right now we're still kind of finding out different venues to uh, put it in. Right, thank you. Read is that spelled R-E-A-D-M-O-R-E-C-O-M-I-C-S dot com? Uh, yes. Wow. Go there, <laughs> and if you don't, you're a loser who eats farts. Like <laughs> you the guy the man, in, you in know? South Park. And then yum, 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 yum. I like eating Cartman's farts. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Okay. Hey, he so said it, not me. How crazy are your comics? Because you, you're like... Mine are boring. <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Mine are as size as him. Say, huh? See? Me? He talked. I, I got talk? him to talk this episode. Yay! Not many people can do that. Yes. Not he's many. Like, he's like so I, I he's so excited. <laughs> this guy, he's like like stalking. He's like one of those stalkers, a tax collector. <laughs> he's you know? watching you. Yeah, he is. He's like, oh hi, you've got a bigger hundred. And a Comic Con, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, having guys watch me with handlebar mustaches. Wait a second, yeah, because you would never roll a blade or roller skate around. I skate. I sponsor the Chicago Outfit of Roller Derby team. Uh, one of my comic titles is called Roller Derby Drama, where all Derby girls have superpowers. 
It's imagine. I'd read it. Yeah, so imagine their their bat flake attitude. Um, sorry, ladies. Um, with uh, having superpowers, so it's almost like the Misfits, but they're Derby Girls. Remember the Misfits superpower show on? Mm, oh my no, God! It's I, so funny. <laughs> imagine these idiots who get superpowers. And they do stupid stuff because they're idiots. Anything to do with the band? No, that's the best part, <laughs> you know? But So try to watch, I think it's on Hulu, but watch Misfits. It, 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 you, you, it's a British comedy. So there's only like six episodes a season. It's any, funny. Hey, wait, wait, do any of them do bondage? Yes. Oh, hey, man, you know, I'm going to read it. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean you know, one guy um, is able to switch powers for people, but he has to um, reach the height of ecstasy to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so as he's being attacked by somebody, he buggers him and then steals his power and is able to escape. <laughs> then he gives it to somebody else. You know, he uh, stops the apocalypse and starts it again by mistake because he gets a little too aroused. Then there's this other guy who time travels, but he got kicked off of um, uh, the, the Olympic track team because he uh, tried drugs once. Yeah, uh, take wait, a rewind wait, wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. You're doing a lot of great talk here. Do you have any samples to back it up, man? Uh, I want to see it now. Now I want to see it. Go to Hulu. That's not my thing. I'm like advertising yeah, let's talk about some of your things. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, go to silverphoenix.net. Silver Phoenix, that's spelled P H O E N I X.net, because some people thought it was phallus. Like, oh, Silver, da -da, you do porn? Like, no, you idiots. It's Silver <laughs> Phoenix, because I keep coming back from the dead. See, you know, now, things now, crash can and you burn. Get the domain name Silver Phallus, uh, and then just no, and then just send it over. No, you can do that because you want to have your sponsor's Silver Truth. It's true. <laughs> no, what you do is because we own like a half dozen you know domain names. If really? you go to it, yeah. So if you just uh, type in uh, Media Sandwich or no Media Litter, that's it. Yeah, I think he does want a sandwich. He'll just send you over to Media Litter Sandwich. Yes. What is your thought? Do exactly like he says. Really? Yeah. All right. Make make fun of him. Yeah, and and I learned that from that guy. So really, yep. do what I say because I listen to him. He, 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 he like he's like so insightful. <laughs> so okay, so roller derby drama is one of my titles. Another huh. one that's been doing really well is Haunting Tales of Bachelors Grove. That's loosely based off of the uh, real tell. haunted cemetery. If you, you look, tell. you know, again, if you look on it, you can see that it's a haunted cemetery. Which cemetery is this? Bachelor's Grove. Bachelor's Grove. And you have a haunted house. <laughs> and you have a haunted pond. The mob used to, like, dump bodies into it. So what I've done with my friend Brian Morris, Brian K. Morris, of um, Rising Tide Publication, uh, he's the main writer uh, on this. Basically, the uh, we you know like old creepy eerie style. Um, we have high art, you know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Do you yeah. have a haunted strip club in it? Yes. Oh, I'm, well, the, the, I'm looking at too. Well, here's here's the deal with a haunted house. Yeah. Is it could polymorph. So one episode it might be a hospital. Another episode it might be a saloon. Another episode might be a brothel. You know, depending on on what it Ooh, wants to do. Class. He calls it a brothel. Um, the, the way that it's divided is the uh, house is lawful evil. It plays games with you and it tries to destroy you and crush you. It tends to let good people go because it, they don't taste good. But, you know, uh, if you're dark and nefarious or, you know, you know it, and, and it makes up rules. If you beat the game by the rules, it will let you go. But the rules are very tough. The cemetery is like the kindest of the three, if you can call evil kind. She tends to ignore you, leave you alone, but if you get her upset, she'll crush you with your uh, headstone. You know, she's like the most passive. 
See, I'd get pissed off and I'd pull my Beetlejuice card on that one. Beetlejuice, what are you talking about, Toots? Uh, the... So we can't say Beetlejuice, th- never mind. Right, right. <laughs> Damn, he won't say it. He's yeah. smart. Look at this guy sneaking up with a video camera. He's like, I'm going to video too. Um, <laughs> the, um, the worst of the three is the pun. Uh, she's chaotic evil and she's constantly hungering and hungering for more. Now, what we've done um, is, you know, not only have anthology stories, so which, which you know, the pond may deal with one type of story, the cemetery uh, story X, the house story Y. You also have um, the, you know, humans who fight it. Right. You got Ron Fitzgerald. Uh, in real life, he is a illusionist, but in the story, he is a dark magician who tries to use it for good. You have Kadrosha Ona, queen of the paranormal, an actual figure um, who does paranormal investigations. So she uses white magic to fight the cemetery, but often they're stalemated. Then you got Lilith, the uh, creepiest of the three. They're almost counterparts to the uh, entities. Lilith is a sociopath, actually a psychopath, and she's a serial killer. But she discovered monsters are real, so she can get off killing monsters all that she wants. And uh, her husband is a, a Republican congressman. So it's, you know, there's a little joke there that he has no idea what's going on and she'll sneak off and the Secret Service covers for her and you know, the Secret Service discovers their monsters too and she's like, keep it quiet and whatnot. Perfect trope, has a perfect uh, false personality yet that she is the perfect trophy wife. She hates the color orange. And the only reason why she hasn't killed people is that she doesn't ever want to wear orange. That's it. Otherwise, you know. So if she killed people, she'd have to wear orange? Prison. That's a real pumpkin. Oh, yeah, jumpsuit. Right. <laughs> you're like one of those Barbies who pulled it so so tight that your balls went in. You know? You're like, ah, go, hi. Ah, wait, wait, go back down, please. Oh, no. How do I have babies now? Speaking of all this paranormal once I stuff. I go back and that's how I'll understand the joke. Yeah. You know, <laughs> speaking of all this paranormal stuff, do you think it's just become another trend, another fad? It can be, you know, uh, I mean, the sense is people say that my comics have a retro feel to it, and uh, I do try to get high-quality artists. Um, I've gotten a lot of retired artists who've been burned in the industry. Because I'll tell you what, all this paranormal stuff is making me want to keep my orbs to myself. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, back to the the industry, the guys that have been burned. Yeah, Uh, Cynthia Martin, I've gotten her to do work for me. Uh, she did Star Wars, things like that, but, you know, she, she was just, you know, brutalized by the industry. Uh, Rob um, Moran has done uh, wonderful work for me. Robert E. Brown. Cool. Um, Jeff Moy, Phil Moy. You know, I, you know, and people are like, wow, you got some real names. Uh, Chris Akaleos. Has any of you ever watched Heavy Metal? Heavy Metal? The movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. man. Great Remember movie. Turn on the Sword? Yes. That gentleman has been kind enough to do um, work with me. Fantastic. Yeah, so you know you can check him out. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I also have a zombie annihilation, and that's my cheapo book. That's like my buck fifty book. And imagine in that universe, zombie is possession from another dimension, not infection. So you potentially could push the entity out if you're bit by one. If you have enough strength of will. So, you know, makes it kind of cool. And uh, you know, it's it's always a financial struggle because Unfortunately, on the dark side, um, my mother was hit with a Ponzi scheme. My mom owns the company. And uh, over a quarter of a million, uh, about 110,000 was lost. 
which in damages cost us a quarter of a million. For example, before my divorce, I, I you know, blew through the retirement in a day trying to put a stop to things and instead I just would have ignored it and just, I mean, when you spend in a panic, you lose money. Huh. When you are calculating and just see how things go, you can take advantages and do well things. You know, you know how do people pay 15% in taxes? They know the laws and they don't panic. Mm. How do people lose a lot of money? Well, they panic. You know, for example, when a stock dips so much, you sell everything off when it's down, and it goes up, oh well, higher to what it was before, guess what, you lost, idiot. <laughs> Instead of being patient, you, you, you panic. So. But um, the other thing that is kind of fun is working with uh, Philo Barnhart. Uh, I, I, I heard that you talked to him. Yeah, we uh, had him on. Yeah. yeah. What was interesting was he, he, at the time, he was like working for a slumlord, as how he describes it. Um, this guy kept him at minimum wage for 12 years doing his high art. What, man? That's radical enough for me to go out and start fights, man. Yeah. But he's a very gentle soul. And I'm like, hey, come with me to a convention. A one-day convention, this gentleman pulled in more than he had in three months working for the slumlord. Wow. Then we started doing things monthly, and he's like, you know what? This is nuts. And so he moved to the area, introduced him uh, to his uh, beautiful wife. He's now married, you know, to his Chinese wife. And uh, has a stepson, so he's like, I've always wanted a family, you know. And <laughs> he's very happy, and we still do cons, so. So, you know, I got a question. You find yeah. that, I mean, artists are taken advantage of so much? I mean, this sounds like, you know. A lot. One of the, a lot, unfortunately. I mean, and, and, you know, you, I, we've all experienced it. It's, it's, it's terrible. You know, a good, experience, a good example is um, I, w- I was hired by a um, Fortune 500 company to do medical illustrations. Okay. But that's not my forte. So I hired a, a group of um, uh, artists, about 13 of them, because they gave me a ridiculous deadline. They were a year behind in what they were needing to do. And I told them they wanted uh, me to get it done in three weeks. I said, no, this is going to be done in, in, in a month. Uh, no, in uh, three months. Um, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, look, the reason why you've gone to me is that you're out of options. I'm like this little idiot guy. And here's the deal I'll make is that yeah. if you get sued by your backers or clients or whatever, I'll take the brunt of it. I'll take the blame. I'll take the hit. I'll take the financial hit. But you financially back me. You put that into the contract. This is a back deal for us. So what I did was I got 13 artists. They gave us three months to do it. I got it done in a month and a half. So it looked really good. Now, the point of the story is one of the artists, you know, I was giving uh, a, a high amount for a panel strip, basically, mm-hmm. which uh, every artist jumped onto it. They were like, oh my God, th- th- yes, yes, yes. Uh, this one uh, young girl, you know, we didn't discuss the price, she just wanted to do it. She gave me an invoice and it was only 20 bucks. What? Yeah. It was way too low and I'm like, no, and I just wrote the normal amount. And I said, yeah, I wrote here. I adjusted your invoice because this is what everybody else is making. You're basically getting paid the same thing. She called me up, tearful. I'm like, you know, a little nervous. Like, uh oh. You know, I'm like, uh, hi. You know, you're crying. I said, yes, yeah, because because I'm so happy. I'm like, what? Well, okay, what's going on? She had her hours cut from her grocery store job. She didn't know how she was going to pay rent. She got my check in. Because I adjusted it, she is able to pay for the next two months and still have money to eat. Nice. And I said, look, don't, I told her not to ever uh, devalue yourself and act like a man when it comes to invoicing. 
<laughs> so yeah, you got to beware out there about throwing your pearls to swine. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just video like, version different than the audio version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, no, so so that's one of my ethics, and uh, you know, and not, in fact, another artist who you know came back to me. Um, Say by the bell. You know, his wife was like, "Why would you work for him? He's like a little guy." You know, blah blah blah, and. and Da, da, da. The one reputation I do have is I do pay my arts. I mean, it might be slow pay, it might be tough. You know, it's like 20 bucks here, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, but I pay, you know. And, you know, if I had real resources, hey, figure out, just donate money, yay. Um, actually, I'm going to be doing something soon. I should talk about some games I'm developing. Yes. Yeah, what, what kind of games? Computer games? Tabletop Board games. games. Tabletop, awesome. And a tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Robert E. Brown has just developed a game using open source licensing um, called Dungeon Lord. So imagine Dungeons Dungeon & Dragons. Dungeon Lord. Something like Dungeons & Dragons, uh, Pathfinder, except the rules have been simplified so you could start in 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've been around a board game or any kind of role-playing game. I've either given up or you take all this time to try to read to make sure you do the directions right, you know, following it. Nobody gets screwed over while you're playing and that kind of thing. And, and 20 minutes? 20 minutes yeah. you can get your character designed. Yeah, I, I never understood that. Yeah, you should totally check out this game. Okay, cool. So this is how you design your character. Check out this book and this book and this book. Yeah. Um, these are all the things you need to roll on if you want this kind, you know. I can't go through all the characters because there's so many, but... It, I can't do homework to right. play a game. You need a super nerd. I understand. Four hundred bucks later. I just. <laughs> yeah, hello. I'm a super nerd. Well, yeah. I'll yeah. just oh, take. No. A, you know, I'll just take an afternoon with Photoshop, I, and I'll create my own character. Yeah, I just want. If I want to play a game, I want to play some right. Candyland or something. Yeah. Just, just, just get me in. <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> well, very soon we're going to be kickstartering his book. So when that time comes, um, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. And done by Robert E. Brown. And, uh, you know, he's out of hiatus, and, and this is going to be awesome. Um, also, another game I'm doing with uh, my good buddy, Michael Giba, Mike Giba, um, is a dungeon crawl game. So all you do is open up the board, and you could, by rolling one die, you can get started playing the game. Okay. Okay, so let me get this right. You have a board game where you open the dungeon door... Kind of like mystery date. Yes. Oh man, it's mystery date for for dragons and dungeons and yes. stuff. Yes. And and throughout the game, um, you have monster encounters. And as you battle monsters, you may get um, you know I, we call them fiends. Um, as you battle the fiends, you may be able to get hall. And uh, you know the goal is to try to get ultimate hall. So in other words, you open the door and you get a mystery monster. Right. Or well, mi- or after you move a bit into mi- the dungeon. Do you get any mystery maidens if you, you open the door? You, you can. Yeah, but they try to kill you. Oh, man. Because they're jerks. It's not, I'm talking about a chick, man. Like uh, We actually do have a chick, Ken, tough, tough chi- oh. who's a jerk. He's a jerk chicken. And he insults yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of chickens yeah. are puckerheads. Right. <laughs> Good thing uh, truth is away from that one. But, uh, but um, you know, uh, and, and the art, I, I showed you some of the art. So you've got characters that you can play, and it's a post-apocalyptic world. Everything is rotted. Everything is disgusting. Most of the characters are female because most guys haven't survived. Um, but you got, you know, like a virgin uh, princess, uh, a bastard virgin princess. You got um, a 
time-traveling, multi-dimensional uh, superhero from another dimension, but he's been captured and he's a doppelganger. You know, you got, uh, you know, a Frankenstein-type lady, except when she defeats you in battle, she likes your body parts, she'll rip it off and sew it on. I figured out why we didn't survive into the future. Why? We spent all our money on your art. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's another Kickstarter that's going on. Um, something that's really cool is my son has, and I'll show this to you, my son has this weird aptitude to just hand draw mazes. And I'm going to show this to you, so... Uh, yeah, email look, look at that. A bastard sword. That's an item you can get. Okay. But it's cursed. It's a singing bastard sword. Okay, I'm going to get that, okay. and it's cursed. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it hey, gives wait, you a plus one. Hey, wait, that looks like uh, that guy's sword. I know. That, that's it's just, just t t t right, you know? Uh, but here, hold on. Let me just find, find this for you. Da, 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 da. Dude, man, you got Crusader Cross's sword in, in your game, man. What's up got, with that? The guy's cool. Okay, so within five minutes... My son hand drew this with his finger. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I see Pac-Man. And that's no. with oh, his yeah. finger, not with waka, his waka, 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 right. waka, waka. Right. Right. And, and as you, you know, take a look at it carefully, but a little, you know, right there, it's a pattern. But there are many places where you can get lost. And he just has this aptitude on drawing. He's, he started when he was 10. And I was going to try to do a Kickstarter when he was 10 and be like, ha, 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 like this that little kid. Make money. But, you know, now yeah, he's going cool. to college, and uh, he's being disciplined. He's drawing uh, a minimum of 24 mazes, so we're going to put out a book. And then people can have custom mazes done, you know, for it. And hopefully he makes some money to help him with college. Right. You know? So yeah. that's another... Have mazes with, like, kind of messages in it, with, like, logos and yep. stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, imagine one for your radio show maze. So what would sound better? A maze... Ing Sam or amazing guy with the maze, you know, uh, U H dash maze dash ing dash. I would uh, go and see which domain is open, see which okay. one to get the dot com for. Okay, you think I should make a dot com for it? Oh, yeah, dot coms are still like the first thing. You'd rather have a dot com than dot net. Oh, yeah, I like me stuck with silverphoenix.net. I had a chance to buy it for uh, 1800. And oh, man. I didn't, and now they want 50000 Oh, man. Jerks. But if I do buy silverphoenix.com, it means I've been extremely successful. See, now what you do is misspell silverphoenix.com, misspell yeah. it a couple ways, yeah. and see which one of those are open and start buying those. When okay. people misspell it, yeah. they get redirected to yours. Really? But I will give you a kind of a hint here that you could try something like silverphoenix.wordpress.com and you could still get the great search engine response. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, but right. the response would be almost the same as the .net too, so. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Go do it now well, before the episode comes out. Okay, <laughs> because what I've been doing is uh, silverphoenix.net, you need the net to catch the bird. So that, that's been my tagline. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That guy's asleep. <laughs> he, he, like, hates us. He's, yeah. like, he's like this. Yeah, go get your WordPress now before you hear the wah, wah, Hey, wah how did he turn a pair of swimming trunks into a shirt? That's amazing. <laughs> you know, we take a quick photo of him and just post online. So come on, hit me with questions. I mean, I could keep pontificating. 
Toten, do you so have any more? What's with all the, you know, you say that you're mostly known for things looking retro. Why does it all look retro? Because that's what I like. It's cool looking. These are unreal, is it just reliving your childhood? Or? No, it's just <laughs> neat. I mean, all right. You know, the art in comic books were like very anatomically correct, a lot of cool right. detail. You know, it had a semi-realistic look to it instead of this wannabe wonky anime style. You know, it's yeah. like awful. But yeah, but what about those comic book codes, man? Oh, well, I don't have to adhere to them. Who cares? All right, we're talking underground well, yeah. stuff. What kind of paper do you use for the comic books? Because I'm wondering if you're using like newsprint. Yes, if you're... on some of the titles. My t Okay, my ultimate goal mm -hmm. is to get enough sponsors so I can just give my books away for free. Okay. Now, for example, I have an educational book I'm developing um, called uh, with uh, a police officer, Jeff Moy, Brian K. Morris, um, Tom Kelly, who did the cover, and for an alternate color, uh, Dominic Whitney, and uh, I forgot the guy's name who did the lottery, like Devin something, you know, he's, he's cool. But for History of Police in America, and Hopia is, is the uh, uh, anagram for it, I am hoping that when kids read this book, they'll start to realize police officers are just like us, men and women with jobs. Yeah, and here, I got a really serious question. Do you have a yeah. chapter on Larry Neville's? No. Okay, who's, who's next Larry, question. Who's Larry Neville's? Go ahead, please continue with the uh, <laughs> history. Yeah, so uh, the story is uh, about a fictional multicultural um, family, uh, Irish, um, Hispanic and African-American. You know, the daughter, Hopia, um, is a mix of all three, um, has gotten very cynical about the police, even though she's from a police family. And, you know, grandfather's like, look, this is a family tradition. You know, you know, uh, you gotta continue it. She's like, no way, you know, police suck. I mean, not you guys, but, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, forget you. So he talks about the history, the importance of it, the negative things of it the positive things of it. By the end of it, she realizes the best way to make a change is from within. So the first book deals with um, the uh, Watchmen to pre-Miranda. The second issue, post-Miranda to 9-11. The third one is 9-11 to the modern six pillars. We also plan to uh, branch into other areas um, on that. Uh, for example, SWAT, the development of SWAT, you know, the detective. Um, CSI, how, how that evolved. Um, you know, uh, so you understand all, by demystifying all the different aspects of the police, it's easier to humanize it. For example, you know, if the media were to constantly harp on negative indiscretions of teachers with students, would you ever send your child to school? Probably not. Right. And they do do it, they report it, and then it goes away. But when there's a transgression or a, a misassumed uh, transgression or misperceived transgression of a police against a private citizen, the media keeps pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and perpetuating the fear, which is, is false. I mean, yes, you know, they, they, they're armed. Yes, they do this. Yes, you're supposed to obey what they say. Yes, sometimes there are some problems that come in it. But if there was mutual respect on both sides, or at least a dialogue, Perhaps the tension would calm down and you won't have X, Y, Z people being shot. I mean, you know, here, here's a good example. I told you about chief of police. Years ago, um, you know, there was a perp um, who was shot by a police officer. And uh, at the time, um, uh, city man, 
uh, our community organizer, um, uh, Barry, or Barack um, uh, Obama, organized um, Al Sharpton to basically say anti-anti-anti-white police. But then uh, the chief of police came out and says, hey, I, I need to correct something. Pointing out that the person who shot was African-American. Four police were also African-American. And Al Sharpton is, um, why are we here, uh, Barack? And Barack just grinned, smiled, and said, we got to start somewhere. So if you have people that keep perpetuating um, a problem or creating a problem when there isn't, you know, somebody has to help correct the record. Maybe people will look at what I say. You know, I'm not cutting down uh, our former great president. You know, I'm not cutting down Al Sharpton. I'm not cutting down the police officers who shot the perp. But, you know, what is the real truth? Is the real truth of what... Uh, at the time, uh, you know, was told, or was it, what the, you know, so. Yeah, how is the media portraying it? Why, Correct. you know. Correct, and I'm not saying false media this and that, but, you know, I don't know. So that, it's just, just, just strange, interesting things. And, well, and I know the truth could be a codpiece, and Crusader cars, Yes, so oh my that, God. Is there a chapter on booster cars? Yes, yes, like, uh, like uh, the, uh, you know, that could be a neat one, um, uh, Wire Forge used. Uh, for most police vehicles, is it that it's an American-made car? Is it a special deal? You know, you know, technologies of the police. I mean, but that's not it. I also want to go into other areas of education. Like, what is a councilman? What do they do? Where's Chris at? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what do they do except I don't know, I'm voted, everybody. <laughs> you know, um, what does an alderman do? What does a mayor do? I mean, seriously, do you know what a mayor does? Uh, get all the blame. Uh, what he does is he says that there's no more toys allowed in Christmas Town. You gotta uh, listen to the Burgermeister. I honestly don't know. Get right. in a position where we you don't get know. extra money. And, yeah, there you, you know. go. But, but, okay, let's say that with my comic books, I'm able to put out a million units away for free, and people understand what a mayor does, you know, how government works, you know, understand the intricacies. And, and if we have more real knowledge, on this, and, and, and we're less, you know, boobing around, you know, not understanding, you know, would things with society work out better? Would things like Ferguson not happen? Because there's far more understanding, not only with the police, with the uh, public, uh, with how government works, with, you know, this and that. I, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just a goofy guy. If you want to um, donate to um, History of Police in America, please go to GoFundMe.com and um, slash history of police. And you know. So why are you using GoFundMe and not like Indiegogo or, Kick or Kickstarter? I did a Kickstarter, it's failed. One of my first failures in, in a very long time. Okay. The demographics for uh, white males over 40, and that's not the normal def demographic for Kickstarter. And I only had two pages done at the time, and uh, I've had, you know, some people say that I'm taking too light on the subject, making it too, um, pampered to the police, well, they didn't see the part, you know, what happened to um, slaves when they escaped, who were called, mm -hmm. the police to retrieve them. Back, you know, so and that's like a tough, that's one of the right. tough stories. Yeah, I know we interviewed uh, three wise men yesterday. They said they usually do Kickstarters uh, six months prior to release. Right. And I know several, you know, usually the comic book's already done or almost yeah. done by the time they start the Kickstarter. You know, um, of course, again, the first Kickstarter I backed is still not fully up and running, and that was year, that was like six years ago. Was, what? Uh, I don't remember. Was Detroit Needs a Robocop? 
Wait, oh, what, yeah. What, what? What is this? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, Detroit needs a RoboCop. Which, uh, right. which now RoboCop. the statue is done, and it will be for the Michigan uh, Science or yeah, Michigan Science Center in Detroit. Yeah, they, they well, had, they're finally going to do it. Yeah, they had a oh, very yeah. hard time finding a spot to put it because a lot of people well, didn't want it. And yeah, they had a hard time because they statue. couldn't do the golden statue of Diggum. Oh my well, God! Also, the guy doing Ribbit. the statue had a lot of health issues. So oh he yeah, had to take a hiatus from it too. But yep, there's, uh, we're yeah. finally gonna get really. Oh yeah, apparently some of the parts were mismatched too, but it's all fixed. What? So we're just gonna have like a 10 foot or a 12 foot Robocop. Oh, that's cool. In front of the sign center. And so, whatever happened to that 100 foot tall statue of Michael Jackson, huh? I wouldn't know. Wait, is there a Michael know. Jackson statue? I have no idea. That was years ago. <laughs> really? Michael well, Jackson, 100 foot tall statue. We're stone throws away from Detroit, so I want the Robocop. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's cool to have Robocop there. I mean, how cool is that? You know, oh, uh, one of my comics that um, I think you'll like. Are we able to swear? Uh, you are. Well, it's um, imagine. I'll, I'll do it in a censored way. The first two letters are S H. It faced Jim, heroic drunk driver. You just can't stay M A D D at him. <laughs> now this guy is a um, kind of like a, a, a cross between a drunk Punisher and a drunk Dexter. And what he does is he gets uh, extremely sauced and uh, drives around uh, slaughtering uh, rapists, murderers, child molesters, and uh, has an encounter. Uh, they got a superhero like that out of Port Huron. He's called the alcoholic. The more oh beer God. he drinks, the more powerful he becomes. Wow. They, they should have um, It's Face Jim. And, um, no, actually, he goes by Cannonball Doom. That's his alter. Cannonball Doom. So can yeah. you imagine a crossover? Well, uh, my friend uh, wrote this, uh, Colin uh, Corcoran, and uh, this guy used to do Skittle commercials and stuff like that. And, you know, the coloring is, like, really brown and awful because everyone has a crappy attitude. But until the uh, culmination of the comic book happens where he, quote, takes out the ultimate, quote, bad guy, I disagree with it politically, but, um, you know, on, on different levels. But it is funny. And I got paid well to drive. You know, um, and then when, when they're done, San Francisco has like the biggest parade ever, bigger than a pride parade. You know, people are so happy with the outcome of what uh, Jim did. And then he realizes, uh-oh, there's another one. And he gets in the car and he drives off to Vegas. <laughs> so I'll, I'll show you that one. But it's, it's very funny, you know, very, very stupid. But basically, you know, the, the police in that one are like uh, just, you got one honest guy. You know, the guy with the mustache, he's, he's like super honest, constantly trying to want to do things by the book. But uh, his commander keeps, you know, letting go Jim because it's like, he does our job for us. You know, we don't have to pull out the guns or deal with these perps. You know, <laughs> here, you know, let me go ahead. We'll just turn our, our eye. And he gets arrested again and they release him again, you know, catch and release. <laughs> it's just, that's goofy stuff. It sounds like Mayberry. Better than Mayberry. Because they're all drunk. Barney Fife on <laughs> yeah. beer. So, so, uh, but, Well, you know. speaking of drunk, I just want to give a quick shout out to all the other shows on DD Radio. DD Radio. Including Disgruntled Discussions. What's Disgruntled Discussions? Well, it's, uh, uh, veterans basically ranting about different things lately. I know Chaffee's been wanting to talk more about veteran business. Yep, we got Chappie, PTS Dog, uh, number two. Uh, PTS Dog does guess up. PTS Dog has his own <laughs> show now, um, which is fantastic. It's about the service dog, and it's oh, wow. been, that is probably 
one of my favorite shows. Wolf, Wolf dogs it's all about service dogs, and he's putting out a, a book about um, yeah. working with service dogs. Uh, uh, could, could you imagine for your earliest sponsor, you have this really ugly prostitute, and he calls her a service dog? Come here, I'm going to show you my truth. So you've been to Eight Mile. Speaking of sponsors. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, wait. <laughs> What's Eight Mile? What the heck? Oh, I'm Harry the I thought, um... Oh, my God. I thought, um... um wait, are we talking, like, like Eight Mile and, and, and Woodward or Eight Mile and... <laughs> hey, you go do the drive, and I'm not going to Oh, my God. Year, years ago, I, I worked for this place. It, they changed the name called uh, Pipe Dream. And it was like this funky card shop, and they sold these weird little knickknacks like uh, inflatable sharks or, or goofy stuff. Inflatable you know. sharks? Yeah, inflatable what sharks. What fetish is that? I don't know. But, uh, and it did not have any it's openings fishy, to put tied into. Awful fishy. <laughs> but, um, you know, the owner's like, hey, hey, you want to go uh, hook, hooker hopping? I'm like, what? And he says, no, 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 no. We don't touch them. We just look at them because, because it's so bizarre. I'm like, what? So there's this area in Omaha, you know, at Dodge Street. We go there. There's like dozens and dozens of these women dressed in different outfits, ranging from like a leopard girl to like a girl dressed in a baby diaper with a giant bottle and a giant bonnet. To <laughs> it looked like like hooker cosplay. It was just so bizarre. <laughs> they come and they'd wave to us, you know, and flash and you know just. And why didn't the cops do anything? Man, that's like a misnomer in some ways, man. Like right. hooker cosplay that just doesn't make sense. Right. Because I mean, in some oh, cases, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, co mean, it's cosplay where they say touch. Well, well, how, often, <laughs> how often do you see like like uh, uh, the prost prostitutes dressed like you know, uh, librarians, school teachers? I mean, I thought it's always been a, a part of cosplay yeah. in there. I I don't know. I mean, oh, I mean, Brad. there were Harlequins before there were Harlequins, and they actually put out. <laughs> just gotta oh, pay them though. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like being married, but a lot of expensive. They'll call you Mr. J. Yes. Damn oh it. my God. Janet. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So we drive by, and, they, and then when they start to like, you know, ooze towards us, you're like, ah. we, we quickly drive off and snicker. So I was like, ah, we look at the horse. And, and my friend, he would get different cars. It sounds like a high school game. Right, right. And, and, and I, my friend is, is like, like, or the boss, he'd be like, hey, we're going to use a different car. I was like, why? You know, he like, the next week he wanted to do it. And I was like, why? Well, because they'd recognize my car. So he'd use a different car every time. He'd borrow friends' cars. And so, it was just his thing just hey, to go hey, out dude, there. Is this another one of your board games or something? No. Because <laughs> I'll yes. buy it, man. No, like, it should be a board game. I want a thing called Mystery Hooker Hopping. Skank. This should totally be a, a nap on your phone. Oh my god! This should be a nap game. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're like zombies, you know. That if they come up to you, except they got powers of queefing. Dude, man, that kind of oh, game. Yeah, I'm gonna put no, a no, no, no. It's like a, it's like a Pokemon Go game where you have to, where you're on a search, you have to find the, you know, you have to find the Pikachu hooker. You gotta. Find oh god. <laughs> man, oh my god. Socks and socks would go up. Oh my god. Oh my god. You, you gotta find the male Wonder Woman one. There, there was this one dressed <laughs> as a cow. And she had a thing that she could just unflip. And then, and then she would like, like, like just start hitting cars. I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. I could yeah. not believe it. I could not What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, but, and then I asked my police friend officer, like, why would they not be arrested? Because, well, sometimes the police would put up with it and kind of let it happen and book them. And then ask him, hey, you got any stories to tell us? And then ask for samples. Well, no, actually, actually, you know, let's say you got some perp who uh, robs a bank. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get me some shanky shank. 
So then he goes and he pays for some shanky shanky. He talks about what he did and he's like, oh, this is great. I'm celebrating, you know. Uh, getting... Excuse me, ma'am. I need to confiscate your merchandise. Right, Follow me right, home. right, right. You know, so then all of a sudden she has all this information, this perp information. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, do we let you go? You want to give us some perp information? Give us some perp information, let them go, and she continues back on hooking. And so they're basically like, you know, it's kind of sad in a way because here they've been abused by family members most likely, and then they turn this way where they feel, you know, this is a moneymaker. And then, uh, you know, the police sometimes will arrest them or sometimes not because they're useful for getting perps. And, you know, ooh, weird life. Yeah, I was surprised how many girls are turned on by that, like, ma'am, I need to uh, take you in for a full body and cavity search. <laughs> wow. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I've, I've heard it as like, not, what? That's a He's the one who wears the gloves beyond his elbow. <laughs> you want to guess which part of this is getting edited out? Uh, I've got a couple guesses. All of it. <laughs> Every single part. <laughs> this five-minute episode. <laughs> what? It's funny. There's gonna be a couple. There's Somewhere gonna be some in the middle stuff of the heart, a couple jokes in. about cod pieces, and then wow. where did everything else go? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, hello, were you? Now, now, if you go yourself. to the director's cut, we could talk to you about hookers and the, the director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> Which will eventually be available on Patreon or something. Yeah, yeah. Pay them lots of money so they can give money to me to help me with my uh, comics. We should like we should like make a comic about you guys like trying to do this, and then uh, the the uh, microphones go electrically wonky, so you have weird electric powers. You can like do like no, yours is like a secret antenna, so you can like hear all the radio waves. You know, you can figure out what's going on, and you can like out out like. Um, do all the reporters and stuff with you. You got like a secret psycho vision. And uh, with that, Ooh, yeah, as long as you're wearing your stuff, you know, you actually have eyes in your hat. You've got these stocks oh, yeah. that grow. And so you can see, uh, I can see into the future and into the past. Soul. The problem is, yes. <laughs> and, and yes. I did not hear him. Right. You got like hey. a mouth out of the back of your head, so you're talking out of the side of your head hey, always. Hey, wait, if Stuart could talk, what would he say? What would he say to me? And Bradley actually gets on the show in front of the microphone. Wait, more. Bradley, come here. <laughs> yeah, come so on take over off here. Your headphones. Yeah. That way you don't knock the. What you got to do is stand behind me and just dance just like let this, him hang. like la di da di da. No. No. You put your hands up. Come here. Come here. You gotta get in front of the camera now. Back here. Back yeah. here. Back here. Get back yeah. here. See, like, like this guy's got a real American. <laughs> you you know, room, he's man. the reason why Trump got elected. Uh-oh. Okay, just just do this with me. No. Do this. <laughs> no. Damn, he's like Mr. Dicko. You know? No. <laughs> Why am I coming Wait. there right now? Tickle him. What? Tickle. Coochie, 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 coochie. You know why? So people know the cameraman. Because it wasn't for the cameraman. That's true. Yeah. Everybody give him a clap. Except for the sponsor, because he'd actually get clap. I, I... I was half wondering if we clap loud enough, if other people would just start clapping too. They do. Let's try it one more time. Here, get behind us and just I start was, clapping. I was literally just tempted to just be like, just walk in. Like, I don't know if the camera's going, but it's like, hey, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah bro! <laughs> yeah. We just want to be a part of something and be cool. <laughs> Well, we got everyone's attention now. We Hi. did. 
they're, they're just reacting to follow Barnhart. Keep waving until they're someone like, waves back. Yes, follow and Barnhart. And now we need to, to put a PNG of Aquaman in the background yes. as well. Uh, oh, now everybody's just looking away going, I Aquaman, don't know the most powerful man. You know why he's so powerful? Because he never dies. He's always around because they think he is weak, but he's a geek. But he's cool. But he's really Brian Boitano. What would he do? Brian. No, no, no. He's Brian Boitano. Brian Boitano. Oh, Aquaman. <laughs> and, now, and we're on a mission now to see if Aquaman's in Little Mermaid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we're told it was a, it's a possibility. Wait. If you see him, you'd be like, hey, look, see? Man. <laughs> Sorry. That was really dumb. Oh, my God. Have you seen the, the series The Awesomes? The Awesomes, no. There is a Aquaman, and he's actually called Seaman. You know, <laughs> but they're making uh, so many bad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, hey, look. Oh, there's this old broad lady who got turned into this young broad lady, and she's all like hot skanky, but you know, just like, Rawr. you know, but she was a 40s uh, hero. Uh, she talks about, oh, yes, I would sometimes have uh, Seaman all over me. <laughs> Yeah, but but she'd say it in ways where it just seems like you know like it's hugging or innocent, but everybody'd start laughing because it would seem so raw. Then you got this guy Brock, he was like this idiot lunk, but super strong, and he tries to make a joke, and everybody looks at him and it is awful, and they're like, no, that's you're an idiot. I gotta get you on the show again. I want to get him and MC Sampler on together. Oh, that would be that. Yeah, it would be. Wait, 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 wait. Do you do some sound effects like a low flying jet? Do you remember that there was a parody song in the early 90s, Baby yeah. Got Jack? Yes. It was a parody of Ooh. Baby Got Back. Yes. Now, that's MC Sampler. He's a good friend friend of the show. Right. We need to get you and him together. Now, and I could probably just can he do polyphony? Can he do polyphony? Huh? Can he do polyphony? Possibly. Can he do polyphony? I can do a Dalek. <laughs> you want me to hear it sound like a Dalek? Go for it. Okay. You got the who shirt on. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I got to be hydrated for this. Yeah. You've been wearing the Doctor Who shirt. Eventually, that was going to be the question. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Who fans rise. Yeah. That was really cool. So now you've heard it, you can get it. You, you play it back, rewind it, and play it back because you know you Doctor Who fans are going to do it. Scott's not going to do that. You know? Oh wow, he has. A, oh wow, he's his own fan. He has a fan phone. Oh, oh you got to. <laughs> Could you imagine if the phone starts flying by itself? He's like, no. Hey, hey, I got, I got a request. You got to do that um, dialect thing again, but you're going to say, Amanda, I'm going to exterminate you. You gotta do oh, it. Oh, really? Come on, do really? it. Right. Yeah, she, she's a big oh. Doctor Who fan. Do it. <laughs> oh, nope. I gotta do it a second time. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You know how she got her name? How? Because, like, as she was in cosplay, like, as a dude, and I was like, a man, duh. Oh, you know? okay. That's not, <laughs> like, my eight-year-old joke. <gasps> okay, let's go. You're like, let's wrap this up. Get this guy the muck out of here because he's a total Richard. Dude, it's been cool. We hate him. 
creepy. He like, he like his beard is so creepy. Hey, you, you need your own podcast. I, I could just see putting a mic in front of you and just letting you go. You know, talking about stuff. Well, well, you know, how, how quickly might it get boring unless we keep talking about cool stuff like, hello, in the news today, the weather was gray. And <laughs> gray Yes. You know, and then, and then when there's a rainbow, today, the weather is gay. <laughs> you know? And then you got uh, other fun stuff. You know? See, that's like reaching now. Okay. So, it means all right. Work. So, let's go ahead and so, wrap so get this the up. muck off where my can, station. Where people can find you and also find where to donate and all the good okay. stuff. In all seriousness, uh, please donate to um, GoFundMe.com. History of slash history of police, uh, or if you just want to like you know do PayPal, well, should I give out the PayPal address? Yeah. No, they can find it on the website or the GoFundMe. Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my normal site is SilverPhoenix.net, and um, for the games, I'm going to be launching Roberts real soon in a couple of months. Uh, Dungeon Lord uh, for my game. It's called It Lies. Um, not only do you got the dungeon crawl game, you know, with the monster encounters. You also have a bingo game and a card game, like a playing cards, using the same monsters. With monsters. Yeah, yeah. Card you know, game you with monsters. You know they're monsters. having like the... Uh, Lottery with monsters. The <laughs> cross-play, uh, what's it? It's, it's a cross-dressers bingo up in yeah. uh, Royal Oak, you know? That's been super successful. So, do you want to hear some of the monster names or item names? Go for it. You, you can, my favorite is the Cheeky Monkey Doll. Yeah, you know, it shows its butt off. Cheeky monkey dog. Right, Cheeky. showing its, its other cheeks. It's pointing at Puppy it. monkey baby. Puppy you know? monkey baby. Oh, my God. Uh, th- then you got a spring-loaded mergirl or a shotgun spider as, as enemies to fight. Could you imagine a shotgun spider with its spindly legs and cowboy boots you know, holding uh, at least six shotguns? Yeah, I think <laughs> I saw something like that in an old cartoon. Betty Boop, I think it was. Wow. Really? Yeah, I'll a shotgun spider. Out. Yeah, check it out. Check out the Betty Boop cartoons. I guarantee you, you're gonna find at least not with a cowboy hat, but yeah, yeah. you know, with with you know bone spurs, um, you know. Yeah, Mark, where can people find you at? Crazymark.com. Crazymark.com. Cosplay video from this weekend at really? Crazymark.com. As nice, well. because we like Crazy Mark. He's not crazy. He's sane. <laughs> you know, if everyone who's your fan donated one dollar to the GoFundMe thing, just one buck, that's it. Yeah, I'd have enough to do um, the artwork for all three issues. Now, is it a nonprofit? Yes. Uh, for, well, Silver Phoenix is a for-profit, but my goal is to give away the books away for free. So, even though I'm not a, I'm a for-profit uh, business, the goal of my educational books is to give them away, and that's what is, you know, when I get before I get distracted. My ultimate model is to make all of my books free. So, you know, I just ship them out to Diamond and, and, you know, at least 100 of them go to every store and you can get them. My superhero, all my titles, but I need sponsors. And I want to develop as, that's my model. The reason why is when I first did Mystery Man or Haunted Theater, within a day, I could find it on a torrent site. And I asked those guys, hey, look, I'm a little skinny guy. and like, God, oh, screw you. You know, okay, you know. Wow, there goes all that profit. You know, here I spent, you know, because each book, realistically, when you pay the artists and things like that, is about um, ten to twenty thousand. And whoa, I could live on that for like several years. Right, right. And you know, and I burned through about eighty thousand for Mystery Manor. You know, I pay the artists, I pay them a decent living wage, I pay the writer a decent wage. Uh, of course, is paying for printing. Um, and the 
you know, and, and you know, I just love making the comic. It's such a great media. And you know, one of the things why I really, really, really like comics is, you know, I, I come from having dyslexia, so I'm a high-functioning right. illiterate in some ways. And this is where the part of me having dyslexia is going to help in editing, because I'm going to cut this part and put it before we try to wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> See? You know, so... You know, the, the thing I just love about the media is the expression of the art. Um, it's, it's a frozen time. And, and the thing I just find fascinating about comic art is really good comic art, you got to be like, one, anatomy, obviously. Two, botanist. Three, architecture. Four, industrial design. Five, interior design. Six, staging. And second, sequentially. I mean, all those skills, and then having to think about where lettering may go if you have if if you do your own lettering, you know, the coloring to go, the the physics of of, of light patterns. You know, for example, you know, you have the a stronger light source coming from the single. You can see this this shade over here. And when to destroy those physics? Right, right. You know, it's just I just it's just I love the media. It, you know, I I you know. I want eighty thousand dollars. Send it to crazymark.com. Yes, and I, I'll also. I won't blow it on strippers. No. Well, then won't. again. Uh. But uh, the, the another thing that I also have a reputation for, like I mentioned before, is paying my artists. I once drove a motorcycle through an entire winter. I had a choice of either repairing my car or paying my artists. I drove a motorcycle through a winter because my artists were paid. I find that important. So thank you for allowing me to be here. You're welcome. You know, I once had a choice of taking a whole lot of Christmas money, but instead I decided to distribute it amongst my 144 employees for Christmas. And so I got the same type of, got that type of Christmas that they got. So, hey. What do you do? They have 144 employees. Uh, I'm not going to go there, but Damn. I did. Oh, did? Okay. Yeah, like he, you said, he used to have an important job. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I once worked for the... What is it? Fortune 500 groups. Okay, so you can relate to that that stress world. Yeah. Well, actually, there well, wasn't you know much what? stress. It's all about it William cool. from allaboutwilliam.com. Allaboutwilliam.com. <laughs> and of course, I'm Toden from Toden.com. I really Toden. hate to, to just stop. Like, we just listen to you all day. Yeah. No, you're like get the muck out. Okay, I understand. <laughs> By the I way, know. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. No matter what happens. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed our discussion. Always remember you're loved. Definitely go to his website. Check it out. Um, And may the algorithms be in your favor. Yes. And to all of you out there, no matter what happens, A, always remember you're loved. And B, because you exist, the world is better. Never forget that. Keep it as truth. And the rest will fall away as meaningless drivel because you can stay happy. (laughs) 